1: We are demonstrating how we can responsibly advance LNG development in in our province while protecting the environment.
0: That is Hysla Nation Chief Counselor Crystal Smith. Now, they are the co-owners of BC's latest and newest LNG plant to be approved. But there's a question of LNG and being good for the environment. This is a new liquefied natural gas production facility that's been given the go-ahead. It will be the largest infrastructure project in Canada that is majority Indigenous owned. So how does it fit into BC's Climate Action Plan? How soon will it be up and running? So we thought let's talk a little bit more about that this morning with the help of our guest. It's Josie Osborne, who's BC's Minister of Energy, Mines and Low Carbon Innovation. Thank you for joining us.
1: Good morning, Cindy. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Now, first off, how soon will this be up and running? What is the timeline for this project?
1: But yesterday was a very, very important milestone for the Heisla Nation. And I have to just say it was incredible to be in the room with Chief Counselor Smith and the hereditary chiefs standing behind her with that show of of strength and pride and support for her and hear just how important this project is for her community. We uh, issued the environmental assessment certificate from the province of British Columbia yesterday, but they still have a number of steps to go through. So a federal approval is still required they'll have to make a final investment decision before uh, construction could uh, begin.
0: Are you confident that that's going to happen?
1: Well, I think, you know, I can't speak for the federal government. And of course, they've got to continue to do their due diligence. But the, the planning is all underway and we'll be working with them, of course, signing a memorandum of understanding to help them get their emissions down even lower, already projected to be one of the lowest emitting facilities of its type in the world, producing uh, some of the cleanest liquid natural gas that is possible. And uh, we'll be there to support them in that and get them to near zero by 2030.
0: Okay, so how how is that going to work then? How does this plant fit into BC's Climate Action Plan?
1: Well, we are, that's really what the, the new Energy Action Framework is about. And I mean, there are some folks, out there who would say we should just stop everything and that we shouldn't have any kind of a, a development like this. And that really would come at the cost of jobs and opportunities. And again, what I heard from Chief Councillor Smith yesterday, but there are others who say, you know, we should just keep going and, and go gangbusters and develop as much as possible. And we know that that comes at the expense of our climate targets. British Columbians have been very clear. We need to hit these targets. It's imperative for our kids, for our grandkids to do that. And so what this framework does is it shows a path forward for how LNG facilities like CEDAR can be a part of and fit within our climate action targets and how we're going to move forward with the sector at large by bringing in this regulatory emissions cap that will help meet uh, the 2030, 2040 and 2050 goals that we've set out for ourselves.
0: Can you give us a few examples then of how a, a plant would do that? What are some of the targets on that path?
1: Well, Cedar LNG will be a fully electrified plant. They'll be using electric tugs, for example, and they'll be taking every step possible to uh, reduce emissions at the facility. Wood Fiber is another uh, project that is uh, proposing to begin construction soon, and again, they are proposing to be net zero before 2030. The industry has been taking every step that it can to innovate and reduce its emissions, and that's you know really. Uh, fits within our aggressive methane reduction targets, for example, to do that. And uh, they may indeed need to use credible, verifiable offsets like we have here in British Columbia, very stringent program for that in order to be net zero.
0: There are other plants that are also proposed or other facilities that have been proposed. Do you see a path for all of them to also sign on to these conditions?
1: Well, the path is very clear. So all oil and gas facilities, uh, pipelines, and uh, oil fields will need to come within this regulatory emissions cap. And any new proposed project that is not, uh, does not have an environmental assessment certificate will need to show a credible plan to be net zero by 2030. That's the path forward. It's the path that we're very clear about. And that will work with industry uh, to see what they can accomplish and that we'll be able to meet those targets that are so important to British Columbians.
0: Do we have the ability to do that? Like, do we have the infrastructure to help these big projects be net zero?
1: We're, y- yes, we do. And that's, that's exactly what this program is about. So, our again, our aggressive methane reduction targets, the kind of innovation that's being forced, the investments. That we're putting in by taking revenues from the carbon tax, for example, and working with industry to innovate and develop new technologies. But again, the, the new rules will be very clear. If you cannot demonstrate a credible plan to be net zero by 2030, a project will not enter the environmental assessment Pro- program and then it, it wouldn't be built.
0: I know that one of the key aspects of this particular plan is using that coastal gas link pipeline uh, to help supply it. Uh, how on track is that? Are you concerned about the parts that still are not completed there?
1: Uh, that, the coastal gas link pipeline is, is on track with its development and, and will come on in time for Cedar LNG and for LNG Canada Phase 1. Uh, so no, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. We know that that's an important part of the project and uh, will continue.
0: Okay, so these future projects that are proposed as well, um, so are you saying that they won't be approved unless they can come up with these with these with these plans?
1: A project that is, does not have an environmental assessment certificate right now would not be approved. It would not be able to enter the process if it doesn't have a credible net zero 2030 plan. And again, that's really what's important here is showing that there's a clear path forward for how we can undertake responsible resource development in a way that meets our clean BC targets, because we know just how important that is for British Columbians.
0: So in your discussions and with other groups, do you foresee that happening? Is that something, have they indicated they can work with us?
1: Well, I think it's, it's uh, early days yet, and uh, initial discussions with industry will be undertaken, of course, as we develop this regulatory emissions cap for the sector, working with industry, with stakeholders, with First Nations will be a really important part of this process. And we'll begin that, those discussions in April and uh, continue them through the end of the year to finish engagement and then get uh, develop that regulation as quickly as possible after that.
0: So is industry not part of the discussion up until now, like to to get to this point?
1: There's a strong relationship between uh, my ministry, Environment or (laughs) Energy Mines and Low Carbon Innovation and industry. So there's regular conversations and, and they're going on at the staff level, of course, all of the time. Working with industry is really important because we need to understand their realities, but also urge them with the innovation and support them in the technological developments that they need, as well as working with communities and First Nations to understand the importance of the jobs and opportunities that it's providing. We've been clear all along. We have five conditions for LNG projects in British Columbia, and we work with industry to make sure that those conditions are met.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time on that this morning. Well, thanks so much, and uh, thanks for having me on. That's Josie Osborne, BC's Minister of Energy, Mines, and Low Carbon Innovation, talking about the uh, BC government's approval then for this cedar LNG plant. This is up near Kitimat. It will be the largest infrastructure project in Canada that is majority owned by uh, an Indigenous group. So it's moving forward, still has a couple of more hurdles to jump through, though. But it is going to be interesting watching how these future plants can or cannot, I guess, fit into uh, these rules that are set out in the Climate Action Plan. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.